Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. This is Steve, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Jeff. Jeff, lots of stuff to discuss this week. It's a lot of, it's just like a, a, a what do they call it on Jeopardy? It's potpourri. It's, uh, it's potpourri, yeah. Yeah, potent, pope, potent, no, that's potent potables. Yeah. It, that's, it's just, it's just a, a plethora of just news, people retiring, people jumping ship to other places, showing up on other brands, lots of news. So uh, before we get into it, let's just uh, thank the audience. Thanks for tuning in to Hammerlock Hangover. This is episode 34 by my count. If it's wrong, um, I don't know, blame blame one of us, I guess. I don't know. Nobody's keeping track. It's all right. It's a, Yeah, right. I could be like, episode 99. People will be like, it's great. Episode zero, it's great. Or who gives a... Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, you can find us on the Wrestling Soup Network. So thanks to uh, the Wrestling Soup guys for putting us on their network. Fabulous network. Lots of great shows to listen to. The Rational Rage Network has us on as well. Great, great network to be on. You can also catch... Evil Dose, that's Jeff's, uh, what do we call it, alter ego? My birth name. <laughs> that's your, that's your My birth Christian name. name. Your Christian name. There you go. Mm-hmm. We can uh, You can find Evil Dose over on the Rational Rage Network. Um, and even on the Wrestling Soup Network. Garden of Doom is on the Wrestling Soup Network. You're damn straight it is. That's right. All right, let's just jump in uh, to all the stuff that we've got. Oh, hold on a sec, hold on. Um, I didn't realize this podcasting thing could could cause a sore throat. Ouchie. I retire. I can't even scream at my kids. I want to spend more time with my family. And and oh. I want to do things that really make me happy. Ouch. Wow. I think uh, what Jeff is alluding to is he's taking shots at Leo Rush. What? Who? Leo, Leo Rush, you know oh. Leo. He's Is that the, the young man, man from Canada that did subdivisions. He's the young man that was with the Lashley fellow a couple oh, years whoa. ago. The kid that Elias made fun of, yeah. Yeah, he's the one that Mark Henry got into it with. Yeah, it's nice that they made up and then he <laughs> retired. That's <laughs> that's that's fabulous. Um, listen. He's got injured in his one appearance at uh, Double or Nothing with AEW. Uh, apparently, he tore his AC joint in his shoulder. I, I, it was originally reported as a knee injury, but I think people just assumed ACL. I was one of those people who assumed that. Um, it sounds bad. I, I feel, you know, I, I don't wish an injury on anyone. Uh, but this is about the third or fourth time he's retired within the last two years, and he keeps coming back. So, you know, it's sort of like the boy who cried wolf, and, you know, we'll see. Uh, apparently, he hasn't been good with money. Um, I don't know what else he thinks he's going to do. I guess he, he's going to go back to music or being small. I don't I, I don't, I don't know. But, um, I, I, you know, I never dug him. He's a small wrestler, so he was, old, you know, never my, my jam. But... Uh, I got tired of his issue. I mean, people used to, I don't know. The new thing, 
and I'm sure it's correct a lot of times, people say, well, they have to worry about their mental health. So now if someone says it's my mental health, everyone goes, oh, it's their mental health, they should go home. And, and you know, you're probably right. But this guy never said it's my mental health. And everyone's saying, well, he's he has mental health issues. I mean, do they does, does one have to proclaim it or do you get to diagnose it from afar? Anyway, whatever it is, uh, I hope he does well and gets well. And But good riddance from wrestling. Not interested. Well, I was going to ask you that. Um, here I wrote in my notes, do you think this is a work or do you think this is a shoot? I think he thinks it's a shoot. I think it's probably a work because I don't think he can get any other work. Wow, that's very punny. I'm a punny guy. Yeah, I I have a hard time. I think, just like you said, like he's cried wolf so many times about like starting and stopping, leaving and coming back. And this is no knock on his mental health or or whatever reason he's provided for leaving wrestling, whether that be WWE or insert indie wrestling promotion here. He's always like left, come back. I'm quitting, I'm coming back. I'm going to start my rap career, I'm coming back. So I, I make six figures, it's not enough money. Then I start going places where I make a buck fifty a night, or you know, or you know, significantly less than six figures plus all your expenses. Yeah, so I'm sorry if I don't buy this because it's just it's happened so many times. I feel uh, this is like like the big show face turn, heel turn, like it's 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 happening so often that I just don't buy it. But you know. If he's not really wrestling and he is injured, you know, I think it he'd be great for announcing, color commentating. The guy's got a, the gift of gab. What are your thoughts manager on that? Manager also. And, you know, the kind of manager like Bobby Heenan was who occasionally took bumps. Absolutely. But why not then why not come back to WWE for that? They'll pay him well. He'd get some sort of insurance. I would imagine. Uh, well, I'm and, not sure about the announcers, but I mean, would you hire him? I wouldn't hire him. He's completely unreliable. I mean, it, and listen, he has, to my knowledge, he has never said anything about mental health, but everyone is diagnosing him with something. Maybe he's just difficult. I'm difficult. I mean, so maybe I have mental health issues. I don't know. But uh, but if you're WWE and you already had Mauro Ronaldo, who, you know, had issues and it was difficult and that was a PR nightmare, why would you venture into this? Why would you go once bitten, twice shy? I mean, are the announcers really that important? I, I don't know. But he could do it somewhere else. But does he want to? I, I, I mean, I think that I think he believes this. I think he believes that he has a career in music. Maybe he does. I, I, you know, I heard his music. I've heard worse. Now, sadly, I've heard better, and some of the better was Enzo's. Um, but, you know, I'm not really a judge of modern music, so what do I know? Uh, you know, I still think Redbone, Come and Get Your Love is the greatest song of all time, so, of course, I'm right. Um, but, uh, no, Marvin uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Leo other than you know, hey man, do you, bro, buddy? Do you? Um, and we'll see you when you come back. Yeah, probably. But I'm happy enough if we don't see you. But I hope you're fine. Let's talk about 
other retirement news. Uh, earlier this week, uh, Sean Ross Sapp reported that AOP has called it quits from wrestling. I'm a little confused by this one as well because apparently one of them, I can't, again, we've, we've spoken at large about my inability to remember which one is which in a tag team. Um, you can chalk it up to ignorance. You can chalk it up to whatever you want, but it's across the board, whether you're FTR at some point at the rockers, I couldn't get, get right. That was early on in the eighties, but that's neither here nor there now. You know, I don't know Akam. I don't know Razor. I don't but know which matter. one is which. They can't use those names anymore anyhow. I hear you. One of them posted on Twitter that they're not done and was punching a bag. I guess he had one of them. I can't remember which one. It has a, uh, an MMA career. He was really good at MMA and, you know, was, I guess, uh, supposed to be a big shot, but then decided to pivot to wrestling. How do you feel about a AOP? You miss him? I mean, go ahead. Do you miss him? Yes, I always miss them. I never understood why they were were released. I think that they had a lot of potential. I like them. I, I mean, two big guys. I didn't think they, they were the next coming of the Road Warriors, but I thought they were good. Um, and, yeah, I, I do miss them. I've always missed them. Um, I don't understand why a tag team has to both retire. They're two individuals. Uh, to my knowledge, they're not actually related. One of them, I'm pretty sure, is from Quebec, and the other one, I'm pretty sure, is from, I think, Albania. Um, yeah. So I, I doubt that they're related. Um, so I don't know. I, you know, I'm sorry that they're retiring. I was wondering why they haven't been working this past year or so. Maybe they just didn't want to do it. Maybe maybe they weren't good. I, I Maybe they just looked good in suits. You know, and could do three or four moves. I don't know, but you, I would think that would have been good enough. Maybe, maybe COVID did them in. Maybe they're afraid of, you know, that kind of career. Uh, maybe they have other opportunities. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Um, I didn't even know Sean Ross Sapp reported it. I got my report from around the blocks on Mike with Mike Knox, uh, who I believe uh, believe his source, and then you've uh, double sourced with Sean Ross Sapp, who seems to have pretty good sources. But I don't know. I mean. I guess they've been what we call in law constructively retired for the last 16 months anyway. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we, uh, we wish AOP the best in whatever they do, Acom Razor or whatever they're calling themselves now. I mean, one of them tore their bicep uh, about a year and a half ago or two years ago. So it's possible that never recovered. Right. I mean, you know, that's, that's possible too. I hope the other one comes back and I think there's always a future for, a big guy. I just don't know which which one was the one who was injured. The I know the bigger one is the guy from uh, Albania. The, the the smaller one was the the guy from Quebec. Yeah. All right. Moving on to other news. Again, lots of either retirements or people that were let go showing up somewhere else. We have Mickey James showing up next to Billy Corgan on NWA this week. She is announcing that she is in partnership with NWA and is recruiting or actively asking for all women wrestlers to join this open tournament, I guess. And they're having a, uh, they're planning to have a pay-per-view, all women's pay-per-view in the next couple of months. 
For NWA, this seems like a great idea. It is great press. It is a great way to get some eyeballs on, uh, you know, the, the brand that has lost a lot of fanfare and a lot of momentum since COVID started. I think it's a good move by Billy Corgan and NWA. What are your thoughts on Mickey James, NWA, women's tournament, women's pay-per-view? Let's unpack a bunch of things. Let's go with the positive. First of all, I think that... Are we, before, are we unpacking it from a garbage bag? We are. Um, at least a scrappy. Um, we both, or at least I know, I predicted that Mickey James would be in NWA with her husband. So, I mean, I, I don't think there was a stretch there, but there were lots of people, you know, saying other places. They thought she'd go back to Impact. They thought she would go to AEW. And so we got that one right. I, I wouldn't say that that was a bold prediction. I like the idea. Um, I have trepidations about it. I mean, NWA's pay-per-views don't have that big a buy rates, period. An all-women's one will almost certainly have a lower buy rate. Um, NWA at this point is a promotion that pretty much exists pay-per-view to pay-per-view. And since they only have about 10 or 14 wrestlers with any regularity, and then they have some contract people that they, well, they're all contract, but people they sort of pick up for, short times it probably makes sense to have sort of different kinds of theme pay-per-views in between if i'm them i'm not charging 20 bucks for this one i'm charging maybe 10 to try and get a better buy rate the promo was a little curious because mickey james did say what you said and basically she said i don't care if you're under contract with someone else i want you to come here well i mean there's two thoughts there one well they should care because they're going to get a big trouble that's not going to happen or does she know something do they already have deals with promotions allowing their women's wrestlers to come in and get featured? So, you know, is there finally going to be some reciprocity with AEW? Will they set, will they let Serena Deeb go back there? Will they let Hikaru Shida, who probably is, is going to be put on the back burner uh, in AEW for the next year, um, do something with NWA? Is Impact involved? Are, you know, will stardom send people over? Who knows? I mean, you know, so the you know, because if she didn't know anything and it's just free agents and indie wrestlers, that's going to be really disappointing unless they land, you know, Tessa, um, you know, get Lita and Trish to show up, you know, and, and the Bellas, <laughs> just anyone with a name that's in the AJ Lee, you know, comes out of retirement and comes out. So when, Unless it's that, and if it turns out to be like the Women of Honor Wednesdays on um, for Ring of Honor, which, by the way, you know, the last three weeks got 5,100 views this week, 5.7 views for the show last week, which is, you know, nine days now, and three weeks ago counting. So after three weeks, 23,000. So that's free. You know, so if that's the, if they're going to get the same caliber of sort of free agent or, you know, sort of marginal name wrestlers, you maybe get 20, you know, maybe if you get a similar sized audience that's interested in, in only women's wrestling, NWA isn't any bigger than Ring of Honor. It's probably smaller. And let's just take the biggest number, 23,000, and say 20% of those people are going to buy a pay-per-view. That's, that's what, 4,600? not getting 4600 but if they're charging $20 instead of $50, what kind of money is that making? I I, I don't know. I, I have a – I just wonder. I mean, WWE sort of got burned with evolution. I mean, you know, no one bought that. 
Yeah, I I just think like the the value is in the the promotion, right? You know, here we had nobody was talking about NWA before, you know, I guess this weekend you were talking a little bit about it because, you know, Camille beats Serena Deeb and everybody's very high on Serena Deeb ever since I don't know, the recent, I don't know, two weeks of her wrestling, like I've seen more people claim that she's one of the best wrestlers in all of wrestling in the last two weeks than in her entire career. Now, if you're a real big Serena Deeb fan, okay, fantastic. You can think that way. But reality will tell you something other than that. Like she is really good and she's very improved, but I don't know if she's the best. Um, Serena so Deeb I, is a very good professional wrestler, but most of her career, she's been a trainer. I mean, so anyone was saying she's one of the best wrestlers of the last 10 or 12 years really has no idea. I mean, we saw her in the straight edge society where it really wasn't much of a wrestling role. And that was like now, 10 years. Yeah, when I see her, she's great, but she also just came off a knee injury. So, I mean, you know, maybe that's why. Maybe she's not that durable. But anyway, I mean, you know, I, I – assume my cynical me assumes that Camille winning the, the NWA women's championship sort of marks the end of the AEW relationship with the women's title. You know, maybe they'll mention it, but I don't think we'll be seeing Camille on AEW, and I don't think we're going to be seeing anyone on, you know, on the NWA show, but that would be a surprise. That would be a pleasant surprise if I was wrong. Um, you know, uh, in, in now that you mentioned that I heard Camille speaking on busted open and she mentioned that, She's not really interested in going from promotion to promotion. She didn't mention AEW, but she kind of alluded to like how things were done in the past. She's more interested in getting into indie settings, like, you know, getting in back into high school gyms and rec centers and defending and promoting NWA there than going to a rival promotion. Well, that's what you and I have heard too. Remember, I mean, you know, on our, on, you know, we're also filled with UPR when we interviewed Shane Taylor promotions. And when we interviewed a couple of the indie wrestlers and when we interviewed the promoter right here, yeah, they're all proud of when their, their wrestlers graduate or whatnot, but all of them are like, I want to build my promotion. I want to build ring of honor and Shane Taylor promotions. No, I'm happy with my promotion. You know, you know, I want to build this. I want to build my career. You know, nobody. It's really the fans who are more excited about the talent sharing type things because they really don't historically work out very well, um, at least in the last twenty years. So, like AEW hasn't, you know, because they. I guess it was a good way during COVID because MWA wasn't doing anything. Right. So it's good for Serena to keep busy. It's good for Thunder Rosa to keep busy. But has their, I guess, their working relationship brought any AWIs over to NWA? No. Same thing with Impact. I've said it a hundred times. There's no working relationship with AW and NWA with the exception of the women's title. That That is the extent of it. Eddie Kingston walked out on his NWA con contract went to AEW. Ricky Starks let his NWA contract run out, went there. Zicky Dice asked for his release, was denied it. 
did one taping, let it run out. He's finally appeared on Dark, and he seems very happy about it. There's no relationship. If they want, if if Billy wanted to share his men's talent with them, he could have. Just like uh, you know, Thunder Rosa got the deal because she's sort of like their hottest thing, and and she was sort of saying, "Listen, I'll walk out like these guys, these guys, or I'll you know do my best to promote you, and it promotes my um my uh, my mission pro promotion Wrestling, as well." Yeah. Yeah, that's the only where like that where it kind of seems to be working. But you know, from listening to Camille's talk, it doesn't seem like she's showing up on AEW. Mind you, all of the AEW women's talent, with the exception of Jade Cargill, are way smaller than Camille. Like Camille looks like she could kick pretty much all of the women's roster and some of the men. So, so no... Darby Darby Allen, you know, stood total toe with Lance Archer and Miro. I mean, big deal. You know, Orange Cassidy is the number one contender. The Jungle Boy is fighting for the title. Size doesn't matter in AEW. It's it it doesn't matter. Wrestling is stunt dancing. There's and listen, it's not just AEW. I mean, we, we were supposed to believe that Daniel Bryan and Finn Balor could stand up to Brock Lesnar. I think Daniel Bryan can. I, I feel like that's no, sellable to he me. He can't. No, he can't. No, it's not. He's much quicker. He can go just, you know. They're in a ring. Just, he just ain't that run. quick. He can run and and do a lot of like running knees. No. 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 What? But Finn Balor can turn the lights on and off. Wow. I don't know. Finn wow. Balor can, can can get all the women who liked his underwear modeling days and, and swarm you. <laughs> wow. That's me going doing that. Is that what you were turning, doing? He's turning on the lights. Wow. Yeah, I uh, gotta do it. I gotta do a verbal cue because you can't really see it on yeah, this on is a podcast. It's it's not visual. Um it's different. E- even so, I'm not sure that they would have gotten the, the reference there. It sort of looked wow. like you were you were kicking field goals while <laughs> While trying to attract a female frog. <laughs> How do you know that's my move? That was my move from back in high school. Uh, well, okay. Well, you do have uh, 92 kids, so, you know. I, just, be, just be careful. If you keep saying that, the cicadas may flock to you. I am really excited about this women's tournament. I really want to see, like, the names that pop out. Okay, I want to see. It's not a tournament. It's a pay-per-view. It's going to be one night of exhibition matches. I like the idea of it being a tournament. It should be a cool. tournament for the women's title. Are you buying it? Maybe depends on Liar. the names. Liar. If, if AJ Lee shows up, I'll buy it. Liar. I'm not lying. I'm being totally honest. Mm-hmm. That was a pregnant pause. <laughs> I thought somebody was asking me about uh, illegal substances in my pitches. Okay, that's that's funny. a Garrett Cole joke. All I right, let's move. Let's. It was very funny. Move. By the way, I saw the NWA when Shadows Fall pay per view, and. Oh, you watched I mean, it? I did. <laughs> the, the, like matches, the matches are mercifully short. I will say that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what did you, I don't know what to say. I mean, what did you Tyrus think about- is, is a big balut. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Melina and Thunder Rosa were supposed to be the faces and act a little healy. The big news seemed to be that Kylie Ray had unretired again. So Shio Rush, uh, I guess, is back. Taryn Terrell is wrestling there. 
JTG actually looked pretty good, but he's 39 years old, but he looked pretty good. He was in a match with Fred Rosser, who everyone knows has been looking good. But this this, this was not a pay-per-view. This is this was this was a I mean, anyone who paid for this, you know, and, and they're saying, wow, that was a great pay-per-view. They're they're just they're just they're just money marks for that company. They're just fanboys for that company. And that's fine. I get it. I understand it. But you cannot objectively say that that was a great show. It was hokey. It was schlock. And the charm of the NWA being 1983 studio wrestling, I mean, it's nice, but it sort of it sort of wears off. It you know, it, it just becomes a different setting after three or four episodes. So, no, I mean, the main event was Nick Aldis against Trevor Murdoch. It ended in a disqualification, uh, which with uh, Nick Aldis basically using a chair on the referee and and Murdoch. Or yeah, I mean, a very 80s crappy, unsatisfactory finish. So if you're nostalgic for that kind of schlock, fine. But in 2021, people are paying money for that. No, there was no pay-per-view in 1983 for wrestling. <laughs> A lot of people were upset with that finish because they they felt either Aldis should have went over clean or, you know, they, they just felt like... It was terrible. For your first pay-per-view out the gate like you shouldn't have had a fuck first, first of all it's their second pay-per-view there are a lot of people weren't upset about because a lot of people didn't see it <laughs> so 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 maybe some percentage of people who saw it or hurt or there's other people see this is the nwa like impact and new japan and the united states people pretend they like it and pretend they see it and follow it so they see youtube clips they hear podcasts and then they pretend no they didn't see it it wasn't that good, but yes, it was a terrible finish. If Aldis just cheated and used the chair and got the win that way, that would have been fine, you know. I suppose um, that's that's a typical wrestling move. This this was just the, it was just bad. It's like it it feels like you're watching <laughs> cartoons of wrestling. What did you think of the idea of having it on a Sunday afternoon? <laughs> uh, Eastern Standard Time, by the way. No, I know when I watched it. it no, I know. That's well, just more for the audience because they might not have realized that on the East Coast, it just showed up. <laughs> like I started seeing results on Twitter at like 3 p.m. in Sunday afternoon. And I was at the pool and I'm like, oh, there's a pay-per-view going on now? I guess when you are a minor brand, doing anything different is a bit of a risk, but is also some way to set yourself apart. Like you're not necessarily ruining anyone's dinner plans. People could still go out for their Sunday nights or whatever it is. Um, but I, I don't I don't think much of it. it. I mean, it's a little bit weird, but aside from that, I don't think it matters. Uh, you know, I think they're going to get a thousand to two thousand buys tops no matter what. Yeah, I found I found the placement of it odd on a non-wrestling pay-per-view night. Um, although the Mayweather Logan Paul fight was on the same night, so maybe they. But again, that didn't happen until later on. They could have still pulled this off before they, you know, had that match. Um, Somebody was going to pay uh, what one hundred and twenty dollars for two pay-per-views that night. The 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 time wasn't going to change it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, Jeff. I, I kind of disagree with you about the lower buy rate on this women's pay per view. I think it'll actually be probably one of their best buy rates in the entire company. Is it going to be nine times uh, as big as their it, next price? I'm, you know what? I'm going to tell you, it's going to be 13 times better than 
their worst buy rate. Excellent. That that is a bold pick, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. <laughs> Speaking of bold picks and bold decisions, um, apparently this is, Matt Cardona decided to dabble in. <laughs> I want to say backyard wrestling. That's, that's what GC, wrestling. That's what GCW is to me is backyard wrestling. Like ECW, ECW on their worst day wasn't as hokey as GCW. No, it's it's backyard wrestling just indoors. So Matt Cardona dressed up as some sort of I don't know a druid, the bad guy from uh, Scream. I don't know. He was dressed up as something. He hits uh, the GCW champion Nick Gage with a DDT. Um, people immediately thought it was Moxley because they were like, oh, it's the paradigm shift. But, you know, then it reveals to be Matt Cardona. Big shock, I guess. Why? They've what? been talking on Twitter constantly. And the reason Matt Cardona could only do one move is because he, he has a broken orbital bone. So, of course, he can't do anything yet. He's going to so... Okay. Let, go ahead. Continue. Finish your thought. And... Well... Everybody was talking about this too over uh, after the weekend was over. What what do you make of this? Like first off, nobody was talking about GCW. Uh, the the most they were talking about was because Nick Gage was on Beyond uh, not not Beyond the Mat. What Dark was this? Side. Uh, Dark, Dark side. side. Of the ring. Yeah. Thank you. Dark side of the ring. So what 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 are we doing here, Matt Cardona? This is like when. You know, Elizabeth Berkeley went from Save by the Bell to Showgirls or Screech from Save by the Bell to Porn. Uh, it, it, it's like you go from like afternoon kids programming into something. It just doesn't. It, there's a disconnect. There. It's almost comical. It's 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 like if they took the actual cartoon character Fred Flintstone and cast him as the next Saw, but it was really the cartoon Fred Flintstone playing Saw in the next movie. It, it mm -hmm. I don't know. To me, it's just, it's just a, it's just a bit of a joke. Um, but hey, Cardona's working. Good for him. Nick Cage may very well kill him. Nick Cage. Maybe Nick Cage will too. <laughs> Nick Cage will show up. I was once almost Superman. You yeah, were just... from David Arquette. <laughs> oh my God! Imagine if that's what it's building to. Nick Cage isn't really doing anything. I'm going to kick your ass, and then I'm going to be gone in 30 seconds. Oh, wow. Look at that. That was a good pull right there. Yeah. Um, let's move on to NXT. We have NXT TakeOver this weekend. So this was the go-home show for NXT. Um, listen, this, this Cameron Grimes, Ted DiBiase, and now LA Knight feud, or love triangle i don't know what to call it <laughs> it's been phenomenal now you toss in the million dollar belt like they could easily stretch this out for another couple months i have a i have a bold prediction i have a swerve that doesn't involve swerve okay oh i, I, I jake yeah, atlas ahead. is being added to this match and he's gonna win You're he's right. got wins over both these clowns but where does Jake Atlas, Jake Atlas, fit in this nonsense? 
he he's beaten both Cameron Grimes and uh, L.A. Knight in front of Ted DiBiase the last two weeks. Why why are they competing over it? I'd say Ted DiBiase comes in, boys. You know I love you both. I respect you both. But you remember I've been watching the matches and you both lost. You both lost to this man. So there's going to be a third entrant in here, and it's official, right, Mister Eagle? Oh, boy. War games. No, this is. <laughs> And and listen, Jake Atlas needs something. Um, these other two, okay. L.A. Knight's a star. Cameron Grimes is he's got his little niche. First of all, I love L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes together. I think them together as a mismatched tag team is phenomenal. They're so eighties. It's it's like Flair and gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. I mean, it's it's you know you know both discount versions. Like the wish version, <laughs> it's a very, um, it's very much the wish version. Yeah, but I like, it. but I like it. I, I mean, that's okay. Um, no, I love this. I, I, I love the vignette. I love the all the 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 like the cribs, like the kind of the takeoff of the old DiBiase vignettes where he was in a stuff. Mm -hmm. I love when the they're all laughing in the hot tub, and then Ellie and I goes, "Okay, that's enough." <laughs> I'm just. This was great. I love that he was in a McMansion. I, I liked his uh, Mercedes sports coupe. I mean, the, the whole thing was good. The only thing that ruined it was when Doc Hendricks came out and started doing the promo for it. Because my God, that it looks like someone's had him in like a old, you know, liquor paper bag, you know, for <laughs> left outdoors the entire winter. <laughs> Min got. I don't understand who is who is dressing him. Maybe it's him. I don't know. But like, I don't know who decided I, to put him on TV. I see him more often than not wearing a lot of purple or lavender. The guy looks like fucking Grimace from the McDonald's crew. Like, he's horrible looking. Like, what does he do? What does he do? And then he's always got that that fanny pack. What is what is in the fanny pack? Steroids. <laughs> what 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 do uh, what do diabetics think? Insulin. Yeah, that's probably that. <laughs> I think it's, it's insulin and his in his in his tracker. Yeah, his little finger poke machine. Oh, yes, man. yes, I think what so. If it's, you don't think it's like a pack of smokes? Probably that too. There's enough room. <laughs> There's enough room for a pack of smokes. Probably, probably some of those, probably some stolen alcohol bottles from the hotels or from airplanes too. Oh, that's see that. That's not a bad idea. No, I think I'm gonna carrying around. Let me tell you my free bird story. No. Okay. So I'm I'm Story time, everybody. I'm in law school at Pickles Pub, uh, which is across from uh, Camden Yards, Oriole Park at Camden Yard. And in walks Diamond Dallas Page. And he's like, Hey, can we buy beer here? So the bartender's like, Yeah, we'll we'll send you we can sell you beer. We're a package store. So they, they sell them two six packs, they bring it in, they come, and then they send in Lex Luger. And he's like, Hey. Hey, we got a bottle opener, and the bar's like, no. So my my uh, friend at the time, I'm not gonna say his name, but he's like, yeah, I've got one, and he, he had it on his keychain, and he gives them the the bottle opener, and I guess in his mind, he's like, hey, they're gonna invite us to party, and they go in and they open the door, and the Freebirds are in there. It was I think Diamond Dallas Page at the time was managing the Freebirds, and so it's Luger, Page, and the Freebirds, and they're in there, and they're like, hey, and it was uh, I think Buddy Roberts was long gone. It was Gordy. Uh, it was gorgeous Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes. Uh, and they're like, hey, toast. Then they close the door and they drive off with this bottle opener. <laughs> 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 this bottle opener. 
You know what? Maybe the bottle opener is in the fanny pack now. Yeah, yeah collector's item. It's an NFT. <laughs> Speaking of NFTs, earlier this week, um, apparently the Reddit crowd got behind pushing WWE stock up, and in two days it increased like ten dollars. Oh, was that share. what happened? It was. It was. It was this crowdsourcing thing. I, yeah. I thought that maybe the investment class got wind of real rumors about a sale. No. Well, okay. So I'm not fully versed on all of this, um, but there's a Wall Street. There's there's many different Reddit groups for Wall Street stock picking and all that, and the real one is Wall. I think it's what is it? Wall Street bets. Jojo.com. It's it's Jojo.com. Jojosucks.com. It's Reddit wall Reddit.com backslash Wall Street Bets. Now there's another page called Wall Street Beats. And Wall Street Beats was pushing WWE. So in two days they jumped up ten dollars. And I was I couldn't help but think oh my God, like this is a great opportunity for Triple H to push up Cameron Grimes to the main roster. Like Raw desperately needs a guy like Cameron Grimes. And why not just push him on with his whole Dogecoin to the moon? Like give him, give him the million dollar belt and just have him go to the main roster. So you are predicting Cameron Grimes. I'm predicting Cameron Grimes wins, yes. And he runs out of uh, whatever uh, Yingling Center or the Performance Center or whatever center they're in this week. And he's just going to go straight to Monday Night Raw. Um, I don't see him leaving NXT anytime soon, but, uh, you know, I, I think they're going to continue to have this battle with uh, the new million-dollar cha- champion, Atlas, who, better than the moon, actually holds the entire Earth in the balance. Wow. I think that is a bold prediction. So then what is left of Eli Drake then? Sorry, LA Knight. Knight. Sorry, LA Knight. Well, I mean, you know, uh, he'll want want revenge. He'll, you know, he'll be continuing to try to audition. He'll be, he'll be fine. Don't worry. He'll be fine. He'll, he'll get something. He'll, he'll get that belt at some point. And, you know, he's more likely to go to the main roster with that million dollar belt. Nah, I think, I think this is set up for Cameron Grimes. No, listen, you know, my position on Cameron Grimes, anything other than losing all of his money in an audit to IRS is is a fail. But why not save that for the main for Monday Night Raw? Is it bad that I I, refer, I don't refer to it as the main roster? I just refer to it as it's just raw. Why not SmackDown so somebody sees it? No, no, because there's there's not enough time on SmackDown. Raw, there's we need to fill. There's 10, plenty of there's plenty hours. of time if. It, if Roman actually walked to the ring at a regular pace, or they didn't show seven s- segments of him in the back, or you know, then then they'd be playing. Like, anyway, listen, no, I, I this I, I think this stays on NXT for a while because they think NXT needs a shot in the arm, which it does, by the way. Um, the last couple of weeks, their ratings were six sixty eight, 
which was down 30,000. Then this week they recovered exactly 1,000 going to 669. So that's pretty piss poor. So, I, I mean, I think that they think that this DBRC million dollar belt thing might give them a little shot in the arm. And, you know, and I think the whole IRS thing would be funny as hell there. And I think the story should finish up where it, where it started. All right. Agree to disagree. We'll see what happens on Sunday. That's fine. Or, or is it Saturday? It's Sunday. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Let's talk about this other match. There's five cards on the match. Uh, five cards, five matches on the card. There'll be more. Um, so far, I see five. So we'll go. No, you're right. Five. There are, but there'll be more because there's a pre show and there's a pre pre show hosted by Everrise. Wow. I didn't even exactly. know that. That's more information that I needed. <laughs> All right. We've got Bronson Reed. He's the North American champion and MSK, the tag team champions versus Legado del Fantasma in a winner takes all six man tag team match. Who do you have here, Jeff? Allow me the bitch and stray a little bit because we have this card is so packed with gimmicks and they're all thrown together and most of them don't need gimmicks. It's, very AW, it's very main roster, it's very not NXT. That is, surprisingly enough, my minor complaint. My major complaint is that this stipulation is like the one with Karrion Cross, where there's dumb baby faces with, with, with dumb stipulations, basically demanding dumb stipulations. I think The prevailing wisdom is that MSK and Bronson Reed are going to keep their titles. I'm going to be contrarian. I'm going to say the bad guys win because the dumb baby faces doing dumb things should lose their titles. And I think the Bronson Reed goes crazy, kills MSK, and then goes up to the main roster to be Roman Stumper and join the Roman Empire because that's my dream. No, I know that's not going to happen. But that's what I want to happen. But dumb baby faces with stipulations that make no sense. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Yeah, I don't know. I think Legado needs a win, but not really. I really want to see Legado del Fantasma win because I don't like Bronson Reed, but I really do like MSK. I'm kind of torn here. Is there any way that Bronson can lose his title, but not MSK? Sure, it's wrestling. It's card subject to change, but the rules are <laughs> losers all. lose all three belts. I mean... That's got to be a reason that somebody loses and somebody screws one person. And it, it isn't going to be the tag team that breaks up with each other. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't I don't see it happening. I see the, the, the faces retaining. Okay. Most people agree with you. That is the prevailing <clears throat> that is the prevailing wisdom of other experts. And I know that when I'm contrarian and when I book things the way I want them to be booked, usually it doesn't happen that way. So I've already gone off script twice. So I'm I'm sure I'm gonna be 0 for two. But if these things happen, A, people will realize I'm a better booker than than the actual professionals. B, if these things happen, I'm I'm a freaking genius. Is it wrong for me, like, every time I see Bronson Reed, I think of the chubby kid in Deadpool 2? Yes, it's wrong for you to think that. But they kind of look alike. I don't see it. I think, I think it's there. I think that as long as Bronson Reed 
paints his face like Gorillas of Destiny and doesn't speak, he'll be great. <laughs> All right, moving on. We've got Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon. This is for the NXT Women's Championship. I got Raquel Gonzalez. Like the only the only real question is how long is this match going to take? Yeah, apparently Shotzi's going to return and be in her corner. I mean, yeah, I have Raquel winning as well. Um, they made Ember look, you know, basically like Darby Allen, the Terminator. You know, nothing could hurt her this past week, and she was. You know, standing tall against both Dakota and Raquel. Um, so, yeah, I think Raquel still holds on to the title. I don't know, you know, whether it's going to be a clean win or not clean, or there's going to be a DQ and, you know, and, and she loses by DQ due to Dakota, and then that makes makes her turn on Dakota. And so Ember can get another um, match out of it, or if they destroy Shotzi and then Ember gets DQ'd. But, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. NXT, they tend, even though I've already picked, two matches to have sort of swerves. Um, I agree. Raquel holds on to the title. They've got a lot banking on, on her. She's She should hold on to this title for a long time. And I wouldn't be surprised if Ember and Shotzi weren't elevated to the main roster to sort of fill in the um, sabotage of the women's tag team division by uh, the main roster. Yeah, I think I think that's that's going to happen after this. I wouldn't be surprised if they show up on SmackDown or Raw. You got any picks on which one? Hmm. Um. They feel SmackDown to me, but I no, I I don't really know. Uh, and if they're going to be the future women's tag team champions, does it really matter? You're right. I want to say, like again. Knowing how Vince has been described in the past, where he doesn't like wrestlers having the same name, like it can't be Steve and Steve. You've got to have a different name. I think they released Ruby Riot because she's got green hair and looks punky. And so is Shotzi, but Shotzi is a little more marketable. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, so I won't go into it too much. I think Let's you're talk. right. Um, I want to say another thing on this, because another reason why I think that Raquel is certainly holding it, other than the others, is that we saw a backstage sort of dirty look between Raquel Gonzalez and the surprising return of Io Shirai. So I wouldn't be surprised if Raquel is killing them and, and Io Shirai comes in for the save, uh, even though she's got her own match. I had I'm something sure. else on the, oh, one thing on the million, million dollar belt that I didn't mention earlier, and this is just a fear. I just hope it doesn't get treated like the FTW belt has on AEW. Either if you're going to treat it as like a quasi real title, at least have it there consistently. And I, and I think they will. I think they, you know, they didn't dust off that prop for no reason, but I just don't do what AEW did with the FTW title. If you're going to have a make-believe title that you're that you're giving prestige to, treat it like a real title. I think they will, but I think it's also it is it's a gimmick title, so it's going to stay around just like it did the Million Dollar Man. It's going to stay around the waist of whoever wins. I think that's Sunday. fine, but but don't forget about it. like the FTW title's been mostly ignored. 
Yeah, the pro- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. So you want to see them like defending it? Yeah, I, I want it to be treated like a like a title, even though it's a gimmick title, still something that people want. You know, let's pretend it comes with a lot of money. Would would it be okay with you if let's say Cameron Grimes wins it, but all he does is defend it against jobbers? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right. All right, let's talk about oh, this is this has got to be the match that you're most looking forward to. This is Mercedes Martinez versus Zia Lee. Uh, yeah, I, I'm all about this. Of course, I'm picking Zia Lee. Uh, and Mercedes is there to put over people like Zia Lee. The only thing I regret is that Mercedes is, is going to look strong doing it. And there'll probably be some smoke or mist or something from Tian Sha or whatever. I think Mei Yin is her name in the, in the show. Uh, maybe Boa. But whatever it is, Zia will stand strong. Zia will kill and murderize and, and Zia all the way. Team Zia. Team Tian Sha. I'm surprised that um, Io Shirai has returned and also Zia Lee is in this match because I I would have imagined with how light this SmackDown women's roster looks that they would have called up one or the other. Um, but I guess it's not their time yet, so we'll see. Um, yeah, I pick Zia Lee as well. You know, she's Where's got the Sarai momentum. Hmm? Where's Sarai been? They made such a big deal about her signing and coming over, and then, then she's been... Di- oh, she's, you're right, you're right, yeah. She's been doing the Zia Lee disappear thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, now that we mentioned Mercedes, let's talk about some rumors with Mercedes. Earlier this week, it was rumored that Ava Marie would be coming back but she'd be not coming back alone. She'd have some uh, muscle with her. And the muscle would be either Mercedes Martinez or Piper Niven. What are your thoughts on that? I don't have any thoughts on it. I mean, I I think that Mercedes wanted to go back to NXT, so I'm doubtful about that. I'm doubtful she'd go back to Raw because of the retribution thing, but I don't know, you know. Whatever, it's fine. I mean, I think I think Ava Marie or Evolution with muscle makes sense. Hey, give her two. Uh, I mean, at least then it makes it believable for her to, to win and do her her glam thing. Um, I don't have any thought. I don't. I don't really care either way about that. I, I think the Mercedes Martinez should be doing better things, even if she's just an enhancement talent jobber, like you know, doing the what what Mickey James could have been doing. Um, or Serena Deeb, in essence, is doing. Um, I, I'd rather see her do that than, you know, be a bodyguard. But whatever, it, you know, I have an open mind about those things. You know, I don't understand. Like, we've seen WWE pull, I guess, borrow is the right word, uh, from other previous storylines and previous gimmicks. Like, the Lashley MVP one is obviously... Um, what they did in Impact. Why not pull from what's this guy's name in Ring of Honor? He had the um, the two fluffers, the two boys. Dalton Castle. Dalton Castle. Why not steal the Dalton Castle gimmick, but give it to Ava Marie? All for it. All for it, right? It makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm even for giving her the boys. Exactly. Like that's what I'm thinking. They should just 
give her to, you know. And you know what? Give her the boys and give guys. her Piper Niven too. Who cares? I like big <laughs> factions. What's the difference? <laughs> a whole I mean, The only issue I have with AEW's factions is that there's like 17 of them. If there were six of them, I think that was cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> this should be our new thing. Cool. Can I can I make another prediction since I'm going a little bit crazy? All right, go for it. Go crazy. One of the pre-show matches is going to be Bobby Fish against Oni Lorcan. Oh my god. No one gives a fuck about that match. No one at all gives a fuck about it, but Oni Lorcan got the win against Austin Theory for some reason. Bobby Fish got a vignette. By the way, Pete Dunn, did you notice that he was Donald Trump color? I mean, the man was actually orange. Oh. Well, he's been orange. I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's been orange for a while. Speaking of something no one cared about, but did you see that that like modified flying Spanish fly by Austin Theory? No, I missed that. Oh, it was a thing of beauty. I, I mean, I'm, I was a little surprised Theory uh, lost to Lorcan, but I mean, I literally called this match the someone's got to win match. Um, and I also wrote, no, I'm proud of this. I wrote mini Cena against mini Cesaro. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, you should check out that that modified Spanish fly. That was a thing of beauty. That was, a, that was an amazing move. Let me see if I can pull this thing up. Hey, I'm talking oh, about wrestling this, now. Was this... <laughs> Was this from the turnbuckle? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, pretty spot on. John Cena can't do this, though. No. Well, maybe then he could. Maybe when he was 24. I don't know. Uh, no, when he no, was 24, he was... he was hunting people in that show, I think it was actually called The Human Hunt or whatever, when he was a uh, prototype. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I don't think prototype could do this. Like, yeah, and he was running around with one of the retreads from uh, American Gladiators. I think I think the guy that called himself Hawk was on that show also. <laughs> he was actually the star. I'm not familiar with that show. I'm much older than you. I could be wrong, but it was, it was something like that. It, but it was it was I mean it was basically they were human hunting except with like paintball. It was like um. Like, like the most dangerous the, game. Hunger, the Hunger Games? Yeah, sort of. Sort of. Hmm. All right. But it's more like the most dangerous game. Got it. Let's talk about the main event, which is going to be for the NXT title that we've got. Karrion Cross, Adam Cole, Gargano, and Pete Dunne vying. Oh, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly is in there too, right? Who cares? <laughs> You don't you 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 don't care about this match, huh? I hate this match. Why? This is so stupid. This 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 is another babyface being stupid, and Cross is not supposed to be a stupid babyface. And I get but that he, he's so, supposed to be so tough, and he doesn't care. But nobody turns a one-on-one -on -one into a fatal five-way and thinks that's a good idea. And it's like it's like Benny and the Jets. You have one big guy and these three miniatures. It just it just the whole thing looks ridiculous um i i hate this i mean and it actually ruins a possibility because if they're using this to get the belt off cross and put him on the main roster at least the story could have been that they're all arguing in the ring regal throws his hands up in frustration gives up and says that's it you know what cole they told me if i suspend you again i have to fire you i don't like you but you're too good to fire the rest of you, this match wasn't settled because of Cole. 
Cross, you're not afraid of anyone, right? No, I'm not afraid of anyone. You'll do any challenge, right? Yeah, I'll do anything. I'll take them all on right now. Good. It's going to be a fatal five-way now. And then if Cross loses lost his match and they put him on the main roster, he can he can come in and say, I was in NXT for eight months. I won the NXT Heavyweight Championship twice. I lost it zero times. They screwed me out of it when I had an injury. Finn Balor got injured. He didn't defend that title for four months. They didn't take it off of him. Kyle O'Reilly got injured. He stepped. He kept getting rematches. And then this other match, I get screwed with a with a fatal five way, fatal three way WrestleMania. You heard Roman Reigns complaining about that. I get a five way. I didn't fact. I, I didn't even factor in it at all. I never had a chance. So he could come in and he could come in with that chip on his shoulder, fresh, still looking strong or whatever. So if Cross doesn't win, they screwed that up. Uh, so Cross better win. But since they screw things up, hmm, Cross needs to retain. I mean, I think Cross retains. In in listening to your fantasy booking, um, a couple things crossed my mind. No pun intended there. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, the recent um, heavyweight championships, with the exception of Cole, um, you think of uh, Keith Lee. Um, who else was there? Drew McIntyre, I think, before Cole. Um, they've all held the title for a very short period of time and then were ele- elevated really quickly. Um did Keith Lee even win the world, the NXT title? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, there was a lot of criticism about like looking like a strong champion. If Cross loses and is elevated to the main roster, the one thing that I'll poke holes in your fantasy booking is they're two separate worlds, alternate realities. Vince is not going to acknowledge what happened in NXT. So carrying cross is not going to be do. Sometimes they don't. They're not going to, they're not going to explain that. I agree. You're right. And I, and I agree with you. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. And we've talked about that before, how that's a mistake. Either it's separate. It's in a different universe or it's Canon, but this back and forth doesn't, doesn't help things any. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I just think it, it only works when you can, have that be like something to push to rewatch on the network, right? Or on Peacock. If if you can say, hey, go back and watch this big feud between Karrion Cross and these guys. But the thing's only been put together for like three weeks. Karrion Cross's run is because of his injury, what, three months, four months, six months mo- tops? Yeah. So like combined. There's, there's nothing really to push back and be like, hey, go watch Karrion Cross's library of NXT matches. Like, pfft, no one cares. I agree. So, and, and I still think very much they're trying to figure out what Karrion Cross's character is. And I, I don't know. I mean, I hope they're self-aware enough, but I, I, I hope they don't want to make the same Rhea Ripley mistake where she's struggling with a character and a role. Yeah. What I What I would like to see is Cole win this and have Cross chase again. I think I want to see that. I would like to see Cole win the women's championship. Which one, the AEW one or the 
NXT won? The NWA tournament. <laughs> oh, touche, my brother. Touche. I, I thought I'd, I'd, I'd one-up you, but apparently you've one-upped me now. Good job. Yes, you have to wake up pretty early in the morning to fool me. <laughs> all right, that's all NXT. Anything else NXT, Jeff? I mean, we had, I mean, Hit Row. I mean, they continue to be a highlight of the show. Yeah, why um, are they not on the on the pay-per-view here? How come they're not part of this uh, three-way? I thought, they, I thought they were building towards that, but maybe it's too soon. Maybe they're going to have, uh, maybe they'll be on the pre-show with uh, Killian and um, Drake. By the way, there was a great move that was supposed to kill uh, Drake Maverick, but he ruined it by catching his arm on the rope. And it, it didn't, when Top Dollar was supposed to do a like a, almost like a Samoan drop or, or, or Death Valley driver on the on the apron, but um, Drake caught it too much. But Poppy was on, you know, so Poppy, that's cool. She's, she dropped her five-track NXT official album uh, live. The Way X, for whatever reason, don't seem to like Poppy, especially Candice. Indy's just on and on, on about Dexter. Um, well, Indy doesn't like Poppy because Poppy seems to be, like, all uh, infatuated with Dexter. Well, Dexter brought her a picture, and then Poppy gave her a hug, and then he walked on in on them and got upset about it. But Candace was already anti-Poppy. Brizango is it. talking about Walter and Imperium, so maybe Brizango and Imperium is on the pre-show, but I have a feeling that's going to be for regular card. Um, I don't know. We have uh, we didn't talk about the grizzled young veterans who beat an unidentified team. Uh, and they're facing Chiampa and Thatcher in another gimmick, a tornado match. No, I don't, uh, we can't. We don't need to talk about this in, unless it's a bull rope match. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just I'm going to go with the faces because nobody cares about the grizzled young veterans, and there is some care for Thatcher and um, <laughs> Chiampa. So you can't even remember them. No, I can't. It was, I mean, listen. You stole my gimmick of thinking all these people could be in a bingo tumbler and, and you could just, you know, shuffle machine and you could just pick out any any one of them and form any one of five or ten tag teams. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly what happens in Vince's mind. <laughs> this is exactly what's going on. Like, He's not wrong. Who needs, who needs a tag team? Well, that's why it's, it's so frustrating when he breaks up teams like or gets rid of AOP. Or I know you don't like them, but heavy machinery because you couldn't confuse them with player one and player two. So it's okay to have a couple player one, player two teams, but when all six of them are completely interchangeable, you know, that, that that's not a thing. It's not a but good Otis, thing anyway. Otis was the funny one. Tucker was just dead weight. That's, the point is, is that you did not confuse them with FTR who you didn't, didn't confuse with the grizzled young veterans, who you didn't confuse with Imperium, who you didn't confuse with Lorcan and Birch, who you didn't confuse with Ciampa and Thatcher. I, I could keep well, going. I'll, 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 I'll Even Dane and Maverick, you don't confuse with the other teams. Well, no, because you can obviously tell that which one is the superstar and which one is dead weight. Like, that's why these tag teams work, because they are a unit. If one of them outshines the other, then there's no need for a unit because w why be in a tag team? No. 
it's not because you couldn't tell them apart. You could, you knew who, you knew who the Rock and Roll Express were. You knew who Hawk and Animal were. You knew I can't tell you which one of the Rock and Roll Express uh, are. I, you know what? I'm gonna. Ricky I'm Morton gonna, was the one with the mullet. They, you know what, Jeff? To me, if I think about it, they both have fucking mullets. What are you what? talking about? <laughs> <laughs> if you interchange, if you exchange half of the Rock and Roll Express with half of the Freebirds, I couldn't tell which one, unless it was Doc Hendricks. I will I give you Arn and Oli. I couldn't tell the difference because they're brothers. I'll give you that one, but Tully and Arn, you could tell the difference. Nah, Even Arn and Zabisco, you could tell the difference. Arn not, and Eaton, not from, Midnight? Not from the North. Not from the North. The Freebirds, you could tell the difference. No, you couldn't. Yes, you could. Nah. The Von Erichs you could because they were like uh, Russian nesting dolls. You had Kerry Big, you had Kevin Middle, and then then, then the next ones were small. And they got if progressively they smaller. If, if they were all together, yes. But if they were separate, you couldn't. Well, they were together because it was the Von Erichs versus the Freebirds. Oh, I was th thinking you were looking at WWE. No, the, the Von Erichs were a while ago. No, I know. I know that they were a while ago, but uh, what's his face? Texas Tornado was in WWE. Indeed he was, with one foot. There you go. But that's all. Listen, as long as you were in a, a boot, no one knows. No, they didn't know. And when he finally revealed it, they were uh, rather amazed. And by a few reports, Colonel De Beers threw up in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, maybe he shouldn't have had so many De Beers. <laughs> <laughs> womp, womp. All right. Um, let's move on to WWE. Um, lots lots of backlash. Uh, with, uh, and I'm not talking about the pay-per-view. Uh, from Monday Night Raw, SmackDown was good, but it was kind of like a, a, a rehash of ongoing stories with Roman and the Empire and the Usos. But everybody was upset about this. Shayna Baszler being scared of dolls, punching a doll in the face, then Alexa getting getting in the mix, upset that her doll got mushed in the face. Jeff, what are your thoughts on Lily, Shayna Baszler, Alexa's feud? Uh, I think it's all good for business. It's all great for Shayna. Shayna hasn't been doing shit. Like, she was part of a tag team. She was the tag team champions for a long time. That's great for Shayna. Now everybody that was hooting and hollering about, what is Shayna doing? She's wasting her life in this tag team career. All right, she's back to singles, and she's matched up with Alexa Bliss. What's, what's so wrong here? Absolutely nothing. This was the best part of Raw. It was the only part that was entertaining. The second best part of Raw was Jackson Riker got a haircut. The third best was the interplay between Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. The rest of it was unwatchable. Okay, Lashley's girls. But the, listen, this is you, you can't make. Uh, let's you can't replace. Um, you know, two dudes with five girls. Well, actually, you can because who's not going to make that change? Who's not mm -hmm. going to swap two guys for five girls? Shane would. There you go. Um, listen, in all seriousness, I actually didn't mind this. Of course, I never mind the supernatural stuff. And if you're going to go with it, go with it. I I like the spooky stuff with the dolls in the mirror, but not in the room. Cool. 
Um, and everyone's like, how are they going to resolve this? How are they going to resolve this? And it's not believable that Alexa can, can do that. A, she's possessed. So, wow, we already had this discussion like probably a half hour ago about believability in wrestling. People people invoke it when they want to, and they don't invoke yeah. it when they don't. I'm the only one that invokes it consistently, and I'll give a pass on, on Demonic, but here's the way you get around it, okay? An easy way. And this is not Jeff crazy booking. This actually sort of makes sense and, and is probably where things have been going anyway. Bliss, and with Lily's assistance, gets Naya back on under her spell. And then Naya and Baszler feud, because they're the ones who are supposed to be feuding and breaking up anyway. And the thing with Reginald is just stupid. So if Bliss gets her gets Naya under her spell, then you know, then then you have Naya and Baszler, and that makes more sense. Naya is sort of like her Frankenstein. I love it. I love it. I, I can I can co-sign with that. For like, as a, I've been very critical on this show of any type of supernatural gimmicks. I can't yes, stand this show. But I can tell you, as someone that hates that sort of stuff, that this is all par for the course. There's no difference between Lily, the Fiend, the Undertaker, Skinner. There's no, all of it is is chalked up to like just nonsense and buffoonery that you find in wrestling, like. It's it's Undertaker can't shoot fucking lightning. Liar. He can't turn up. He can't turn on the lights. He obviously can. Kane in real life can't shoot fireballs. He completely can, and he has. So I don't know. He, he can shoot so much fire that when he came back to the Saudi Arabian tournament, Vince had to give him a fire truck for his city. <laughs> Papa Shango didn't uh, really practice black magic you shut your mouth <laughs> you, you shut your dirty mouth <laughs> shut your dirty mouth you whore yeah your whore mouth this this is ridiculous this is par for the course guys i don't understand why everybody's up in arms about this is bullshit how are we fucking how's you afraid of a doll like it's all par for the course i don't understand why everybody's all upset Listen, when a show is so bad, if there's something that you don't like a little bit, you're not going to give it a pass. When the, when the rest of the show is so bad and you don't like something a little bit, you're not going to like it a lot of it. And it closed out the show. I actually thought it was the only pleasant part of the show. But, you know, everyone knows me. I, I, I like the, the monsters. I like the puppets. My dream is that all the puppets come to life. You know, this I reminds me. Battle Royal. <laughs> they should have a puppet battle royal. A battle I'll watch demon. Yeah. Oh, wait, a battle macabre. You should you you should book that when you do the Evil Dose Wrestling uh, League or Federation or whatever you're calling it. If you want to be in the battle macabre, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah, we mean it. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, Jeff. You're too much. I know. Let's, um, this reminds me of something that Triple H said earlier today, and he was asked on a, I guess on this NXT media call. Oh, I thought, about, I thought you were hanging out with him again. About how, yeah, you know, we, we hang out, we chat. Um, you having lunch? We, yeah, we, uh, we Zoom. When you were working out together? When we work, yeah, we work out together on Zoom. When you do your two-a-days. He's that's your Peloton right. buddy. <laughs> that's right. He, 
It's me, him, and uh, and HBK. But HBK can't look at me straight, so he doesn't really see me. Um, and Triple H was asked on this media call about um, wrestling fans, and he mentioned that wrestling fans. Um, I'm paraphrasing here. That wrestling fans <laughs> really are like their own worst enemy. Like they they're not patient. If they would just let the um the show kind of the storylines just build up they'd see that you know hey it's not that bad but they're all just too worked up by their own fantasy booking and who's getting called up forget about who's getting called up just enjoy wherever they are if they're on nxt just enjoy that adam cole's on nxt don't fantasy book him to show up on raw and then you're going to disappoint yourself. I what are your thoughts on that? So they wouldn't disappoint me at all. I mean, if he never showed up on Raw, if he showed up on Raw, I'd be disappointed. Um, unless Lily made one of those things fall on him, that would be funny. Um, no, I I heard the conference call. I heard what he said. And listen, if it was good, I think people would <laughs> just enjoy it. I mean, we we have seen fans make glowing reviews of NWA's pay-per-view. Fans give 10 stars to the Impact pay-per-views and, and the Impact show. Anything AEW does is great, and that's because they enjoy enough of the show or they're really invested in it. WWE has spoiled. their All their goodwill equity is expended for a lot of fans. Some people, there's an unending supply some people, there's still some of the reservoir left. Um, there's probably people like me who uh, sees it for what it is, but still wants my major leagues to be a major league. Um, but, yeah, I heard what he said. I mean, it wasn't so outrageous. This is something people will forget in a few days. But, yeah, he said, well, you just watch and, and like it. Well, if it's not something to like, then, then why are you going to like it? Like, if I don't like little wrestlers... I'm not going to really love NXT. I might like parts of it, and I do. I find NXT to be a pretty digestible show, but this pay-per-view, it, it's been a lot of herky-jerky stuff. It's been a lot of gimmick matches sort of tossed together. I mean, we got the stupid babyface syndrome with stupid stipulations, which feels very AEW, which feels like counter-programming, which feels like he is concerned about AEW, which is what he says he's not all the time. So... I mean, you know, if I criticize Cody and the Bucks for doing the same thing, um, I'm going to criticize him, even if he doesn't mention them by name, which AEW does mention WWE all the time by name. But just because you don't mention it doesn't mean we don't know who you're talking about because there's no one else to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can see Triple H's point. I think, you know, we spoke about this in a previous episode as well, that kayfabe in my opinion, is metamorphosized into what people believe is good wrestling and bad wrestling. Like the branding of WWE in a lot of AEW fans' minds is it sucks, it's horrible, and it's never going to be good. They claim that they're in it for the wrestling, but don't follow NXT, which is far by and far superior quality wrestling on TV. Um, so that is garbage. Um, 
the storylines, NXT top to bottom is a better wrestling show. But if you have ADHD, you're going to like AEW. And so if you believe, you believe. If you believe in Santa Claus, you believe in Santa Claus. But when you stop believing in Santa Claus, then Christmas loses its fun. And that's, yeah, the that's WWE. The relationship to – the direct question was, whatever happened to the people from NXT going on to the main roster and succeeding, they seem to be failing, which, first of all, isn't exactly accurate. And if you look at NXT to the main roster, similarly to – college to the NFL or minor league baseball to the major leagues, the success rate is probably pretty favorable, if not better. And it also depends on how you define success. I mean, I think one of the things Triple H said is true, that, that people think that everybody should be a superstar. That That's just not reality. Everyone mm -hmm. can't be a superstar at the same time. There's, there's not that many belts, and there shouldn't be. But, I mean, if you look at the NXT graduates, a lot of them are doing – pretty darn well. I mean, Drew is a graduate. You have uh, Kevin Owens. He's, you know, mid to high card all the time. Sami Zayn is sort of around the same place as Kevin Owens. A little bit below. Um, Nakamura. Nakamura doing doing just fine. Yes, it's it's up and down, but Baron Corbin, steady as she goes. Um, Charlotte. All of the women. Uh, you know, All of the women. With maybe are, the exception of Nikki NFC Cross. Champion. Yeah. All, yeah. You know, all, all of them, uh, all of the women, you know, as far as I can think, all of the top women went through NXT, every single one. Um, yep, Street Profits. Even some of the ones people didn't like, Lacey Evans people didn't like. She went through NXT and had, and had some, yeah, the Street Profits. So, I, you know, I, I don't really know what people are talking about. If they look at it, it's probably, it's probably a 50% or higher success rate. They're just not all champions all at the same time. And, and if they were, they complain about that too. So... You know, I don't know. It's it, it's like complaining that like Warhorse should have won the TNT title. No, he shouldn't have. No, but he should have. <laughs> this is Warhorse. Exactly. And then he, and and Orange Cassidy should have the TNT title, and Miro should have it, and everybody should have it at the same time. You get a title. You get a title. You get a title. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure I, you know, listen, I agree with some of what you said about AEW, and I agree with some of what you said about NXT. Uh, you know, I, I think they are different products. I mean, he, he's right. Nobody watches anything to like it anymore. But guess what? If you want to be treated like a sport, well, listen to sports radio. I mean, you know, if, if you are, you're a Mets fan. What happens on, on Mets sports radio? Oh, great. The, the Mets injury star season started again. That means the season started again. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. we, we just wasted $90 on Cespedes. He sucks. The manager yep. should be sucked. The GM should The team should be sold. Thank God the team was sold. New ownerships. Team still sucks. I mean, and it's and yeah. – it's, and not to pick on – you know the Mets fans. What what team is is Sam Darnold on? I think he's on the Carolina Panthers now as as their quarterback. He didn't want to he didn't want to get vaccinated. Okay, so you know say what you will about that. People are like yeah, this is why they suck. They pick a guy. I mean, you know, imagine if there was a vaccine for being able to see a defensive end and a, and a blitz coming at you. He'd take that in a second. This is why he can't make decisions. I mean, this this is sports radio. Everyone sucks. You can always do better. Everybody knows who to draft. Everybody knows this. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows. Yeah, that but the too. difference. Yeah. The difference, Jeff, is like people are loyal to their town and their team. 
mm-hmm. nobody's loyal to a particular wrestler anymore. No one is like, I can sit back and tell you that I'm a big fan of Asuka. And Asuka doesn't need the title or to be in the title picture for me to just be entertained by her. Same thing with Charlotte, same thing with Sasha Banks. Do, we, um, do, do you, do I mean nothing to you? Do I mean do. nothing to you? This entire show was founded on one principle, that we were pro-Lashley. Smashly, absolutely. So we but have, we are a fan of a team. We we are, but that doesn't mean we're critical of Smashly all the time. No, but we are fans. We're fanboys of Smashly. But that, but that's different. Like we can watch WWE, and you can be. You're a lot more critical of it than I am because I just see it and I'm like, it's an entertainment show, guys. Don't take it so seriously. And everybody's right, it's just an entertainment like, show that's not entertaining. <laughs> and everybody's like, that's oh, the gospel. How do you like? Everybody's fantasy booking is better than whatever is going to be booked. But mine and, is. And I think that's the problem: is people just think their ideas are so much better. No, there's Which, a, and uh, that's and and that's the difference. Your i like your ideas when it comes to your team are are are. It's just it's just different a little bit. It's I not guess. the same. No, I mean, listen, my my team is the Baltimore Ravens. We generally trust the Ravens front office. I love Marvel. In Marvel, I trust. They they make an interesting casting decision. People say, "What do you think of that cast?" I go, "In Marvel, I trust." Okay. Well, again, you trust in the brand, but if if let's say, was there Stevie? Yeah, that's right. If Marvel was 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 cranking out um, the movies that they did in the nineties, Fantastic Four. Right, I wouldn't trust them. Fan? No, really? I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be a fan of the movies. I mean, some of those Hulk movies were pretty unwatchable. The second Fantastic Four movie, I turned it off on cable after twenty minutes. I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. But you still, but you still watched Marvel stuff, right? After that, sure, I'm going to try. But if it's bad, I'll turn. I would turn it off. But luckily enough, Marvel hasn't made bad movies in a long time. That doesn't mean that I watched every episode of Agents of Shield, though. I haven't bought the Disney Channel, so I haven't seen any of those shows. People are saying it's good, but I don't feel the urgent need to do so. We can't. I don't know. We need to, we need to get Disney as a sponsor. We got to talk. The, talk the, good the, about the, it. My viewing habits are not important. The the, the point is, if you don't trust, if you trust the management, you give them the benefit of the doubt. If you don't trust the management, you don't. And I don't trust the creative management of WWE. Even when they do certain things, like I trust SmackDown more than Raw. I trust mm-hmm. NXT and SmackDown more than I do Raw. I tr- I mostly like what they're doing with Roman, but I don't love it all, but, but I think he's knocking it out of the park. I obviously didn't love everything they did with The Fiend or Alexa, but I like what they're trying to do, so I'm willing to give it a lot of patience. I know some of it is dumb. I mean, of course I do, but I at least like that they're trying. The Hardy Universe was dumb, but I I appreciate the effort. I like Vanguard Run One. I like Senor Benjamin. I like the, the a dilapidated boat was a recurring character. It, yeah, it, it doesn't take a lot to to please me in wrestling. I have pretty mm-hmm. low bar, so when I'm being uber critical, it's because the shit sucks. Now, if you're 25 and you pretty much only remember shit that sucks. 
well, then then it doesn't suck to you. It's normal. I guess. I don't know. We've spent a lot of time here, but we'll we'll I'm sure we'll come back to this in another in another uh, yeah, forum. Well, if Later there's on. a WWE draft, a shakeup, which is rumored, which is another, I'm going to save you the trouble. I, I don't care. I don't care if it happens. It doesn't you matter. You don't care. It's irrelevant. It's it's. It doesn't it doesn't hype you up like you're not excited like oh my favorite superstar can come to. If I actually thought that it mattered, I mean, first of all, they, there's not enough people to draft. Um, you know, if they were actually going to do something new, I've been. I don't know if you've been following the Major League Wrestling draft, and and you probably haven't. I mean, a little bit. At, at first, when it first started, yes. So the draft is they're pretending that they're drafting people who are already with MLW. And it's like they start with four a week. Now it's down to two because I, I don't know. They're milking this for as long as they possibly can. And then they'll draft like these free agents. But it's it's like, I mean, it, it's like sort of indie darlings. But like Alex Zane, I think, is one. Lee Moriarty. Um, it was a guy pronounced... Aries uh, for Aztec Underground, a guy named Aramis, you know, sort of from these are two different people as well uh, for Aztec Underground. I, I mean, it's just, you know, they it's like we're excited that we're keeping Shinsky or or Shenz, Shenzi. I mean, nobody was looking for the Chilean, the 164 pound wrestler. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. We and just, then they've got we this just battle Chilean thing. audience. Right for the Chilean audience, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just. I mean, this week the their YouTube clip was wasn't even six minutes long, and some of it was commercials. Um, it's, you know, and I like MLW. Some of it, it's, it's just drafts are dumb. Like last time with the WWE draft, didn't they just move all of the bad feuds from from Raw to SmackDown? Like they moved Rollins, Murphy, and the Mysterios all to SmackDown. Well, Jesus freaking Christ. I mean, this was your chance to, to break up that crap. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, we'll get more on to the draft as we get closer to the end of August and after SummerSlam. Um, in, other WWE note, in other WWE news, we had this rumor about Aleister Black and... I guess some people in creative or some people that have Vince's ear saw Bruce Pritchard's name being tossed around in this rumor are pitching for Alistair Black to come back. That he didn't get a, that he didn't get a fair shake that he's been, you know, a good soldier, um, a good sport uh, in leaving the company and that there's a lot more, Juice to squeeze out of the lemon. How about some? Do you, believe, do you um, buy into these rumors? I don't know, but I, if if there's, I mean, there in wrestling where there's smoke, there's usually some fire. So the fact that anyone is even speaking about this and they have the ability to rethink decisions at all is refreshing. Uh, I hope it happens, but if I'm Alistair Black, first of all, I, I would suspect that, that if it, it, it probably has more to do with Zelina Vega than with him. Um, even though I, I, I think everything you said is true about him, I think it's I think objectively he's got things to do, and I, I like the debut. That's not about how I view Alistair Black. It's how I think they view Zelina Vega. Um, that said, if I'm him, 
I'm going to insist on the no release provisions in the contract that like the Seth Rollinses and the Roman Reigns and the Randy Orton's have, or at least if there's going to be a release that there's like an 18 to 24 month buyout at full rate, you know, so that if they screw me again, at least I know I'm secure for two years um, with, sure. with no additional with either a no compete at all, or just the standard 90 day, but I'm still getting paid for two years. And, you know, because I am not going, you know, I know it's the major leagues and all, but I am not going back under those conditions, knowing that that I'm considered completely dispensable if I don't know I'm going to get paid and, and have the same amount, same amount or lack of freedom that I had before. You're absolutely right. I think uh, Alistair Black, or he's now uh, back to his old gimmick, Tommy End, um, if he chooses to return to WWE, he's definitely got to protect himself because God forbid he ends up on the shelf for another year and not used by creative. Or he walks by Vince's office, Vince sneezes and thinks that he's allergic to Dutchman. <laughs> that, that too. That too. I honestly think I, I would, be, I think the rumors could be true, but I believe that this is more, a negotiation ploy than it is embedded in reality. I don't know. I think I don't I think this was started. Hearing... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, Jeff. I think this no. was more started by the fact that I don't know, maybe he's not getting any interest. And he his camp whoever that may be, might have leaked this out to be like, hey, AEW, wake up. Like, just because you just because you got Andrade, don't think, uh, you know, you're all uh, set sailing. You're ready to go. So I think this is more negotiation than it is WWE wants him back. I, I don't recall ever hearing of a situation – like this. The closest one is Zelina Vega right now, his wife, Thea Trinidad. The other one was what turned into the very real story of Drake Maverick getting his job back. So I don't I don't remember anything else like this where they expressed where there were stories of regret afterwards and it actually made it out. Now maybe it's just the era of social media and there, and there's a lot of people talking and and things are just looser generally. So I don't dismiss that entirely, but this feels a little different. Uh, the people who must be talking aren't people who usually talk out of school. They've kept their jobs a long time. Um, so I think there's something to it. Whether it happens or not, I'm not sure, but I think there's something to it. And frankly, I hope there is because I, I, I think that, you know, first of all, that the other places that he would go, we're not going to see him as much or as easily. I mean, if listen, I'm not going to start watching New Japan just because Aleister Black is there. I'm just not going to do it. Um, and if he's on impact, I'm not going to see him. He's not going to ring of honor, but if he was on ring of honor, I'd see him, but nobody else would. Um, me and 30 what if he shows up at the, at the Mickey James, uh, women's tournament. That, that, that would be uh, awesome. But, uh, Adam Cole will be upset for him taking his lane. Um, <laughs> I, I hope it happens because a WWE needs him. They invested in a new character, which was actually interesting to me. And I like the black biggie feud. I mean, Big E hasn't been on TV now for two weeks. It screwed Big E too, because then what are you gonna do? You're gonna put him back into the into the intercontinental title mix. Well, you know, that's the only way to go, but 
the thing with Apollo is working. So, I mean, you're screwing him, you're screwing Commander Aziz, you're screwing Big E's. You know, it's unnecessary. Um, yeah. So I hope it's true. I don't know. We'll see. What about Braun right. Strowman? You, you, you hear about him? Yeah. So earlier this week, uh, the rumor was that Braun Strowman was commanding at least five figures for indie appearances. I heard he was asking it, not commanding it. Tomato, tomato. No. Com commanding means that the market is saying that you can get it. Demanding it is that you're asking for it, but not getting it. My understanding is that if it happened at all, that nobody was biting. This is why you're a lawyer, because you're you're you're. Yes, I know words. <laughs> sparsing words here. Sparsing is um, not a word. It's parsing words. Whatever. You and your big legal brain showing <laughs> off. The cat has no shoes. <laughs> El gato no tiene zapatos. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Um. Yeah, Braun was uh, Braun refuted these uh, rumors and said uh, whatever's out there is nonsense. But if you are really doing it, interested in doing business, please see my links and reach out. Yeah, he said contact my agent. Yeah, contact his agent. So, what do you make of that? You think he's even if he was commanding or sorry demanding? Five figures, at the lowest, ten thousand dollars. Is he worth ten thousand dollars a show? Depends on the show. I mean, if if it's a place where it can sit seat five thousand, and you, you know, you're selling thirty one hundred tickets, and he can sell the other nineteen hundred, sure. Um, I, I don't know if that's the case or not, but um, I'm not sure that. I mean, I would put this at fifty fifty because it does sound like something that people would just make up or. You know, some people said, you know, I was thinking about getting Braun Strowman. I'm sure he's going to ask for $50,000 or whatever. But he's also done dopey tone deaf things before and then sort of denied them. So I'm going to say 50-50 whether I believe it at all. But do I think that he's worth $50,000 at an indie show that usually is in a, an arena that holds 300 to 500 people tops and lucky if they get half that? Absolutely not. If it was an nwa card and they had a mini program where he's going to face nick aldis and people actually believe that he may have a long-term relationship with them and he may hold sweet charlotte i could see him being worth fifty thousand dollars because i think people would buy that pay-per-view especially if they're still doing the twenty dollar price point mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that makes sense but for a regular indie show or an autograph signing no but you also got to think like, again, if if Braun is already in, has, I guess, connections in Hollywood, right? We spoke about this last week or whenever the releases came out, that he's been doing voiceover work. He's been acting. He can easily get a job as the big goon in whatever comedy, show, series, a movie, like... That's time and money. So I can see where, hey, if Hollywood's paying me $10,000 to be this goon or something similar to that for a voiceover, well, then my going rate is five figures because that's how much my time is worth. 
So it's either you're going to give me that or I'm just going to go to Hollywood. I can see why you're saying that. First of all, I think Hollywood generally pays more than that for most things, um, which is actually going to undercut what I'm about to say. I think that he hasn't established himself yet in Hollywood that it will translate to the wrestling convention indie show autograph circuit to be the same thing. I mean, I right now, you know, I have an hourly rate that my firm charges for me. I have podcasts. We don't have a Patreon because, first of all, we don't need it, but I'm not sure how many Patreons we would get. So does that mean that I should be charging $395 an hour for people to listen to my podcast because that's what I'm worth in the law firm world, in the, in the world of law? No, it's a different market. So, I, you know, now if you're Batista or even the Kurgan, who now is a pretty recent fixture of Hollywood movies and you're going to come, maybe you do get 10,000 people because you're also going to get fans of movies or Nathan Jones or whatever who've seen movies and they want your autograph because you're an actor. If you're Braun and you're, you, you have a six role arc in Vikings and you have, you're in your recurring character on the new game of Thrones series. And it turns out that you're going to be cast to be, I don't know, death stroke in, you know, justice league four or whatever, then you have that cross market thing where your autograph and your picture is worth something to everyone. And then your wrestling stuff is just part and parcel of it. But no, I don't, I don't think the fact that he does voiceovers in Hollywood and he gets whatever $25,000 for that or whatever means that, that you can command $25,000 as, as an indie show, taking photos with fans. It, it, it's a, it's a different marketplace. I, I see your point, but when you're like you as a lawyer command X amount of money. Damn right. I command for, for your time. And that's in that industry, in that market. Right. Up to the A. But if, but that income allows you to spread yourself out to wrestling podcasts where we're, let's be quite frank, not generating bupkis. Um, if anything, we're actually coming out of pocket more than we are, you know, putting into the pocket. So, you know, he doesn't have a job. So he's trying to get anything. So his time is money. And so that's how much his time is worth. No, it's not. Because the time is free. It's not booked. If, if he was booked with the $25,000 a day thing, he would take that $25,000 a day thing instead of being free for the $10,000 a day thing. So, I don't know. I don't no, know. I, 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 if, if, if you're going to tell me that maybe, maybe right now he's not that desperate. Listen. To be if, like, if oh, my God, I need to get a $500 went, a, a, a day booking. If tomorrow like, I went to, to 20th Century Realty and said, I've been a lawyer for 30 years. I've got hundreds of clients and referrals and whatever and all that. So you should be paying me, you know, you don't need to pay me $3.95, but you should be paying me $200 an hour because of because that's what the market demands for me and I'm giving you a discount. They'd be like, realtors work on commission, dude. That's great. You have all those connections. Get some listings. Sell some houses. It, it doesn't translate. It's, it's, a, it's a different thing. Agreed, but he's already got his foot in it. It's like saying you already have your foot in the real estate market. 
and your time is your money. You've got a going rate. Agree to disagree. I think I think Braun has a lot of bad will in the wrestling world. Meh. I don't know. I think he would do better on like if there's still like a, a strong man and, and bodybuilding and supplement circuit sort of being a rep for a brand there and signing autographs and selling powder at, at those places. I think there he still has the credibility and the look and everything. And he could say former WWE superstar. I think at an indie show, I mean, maybe some kids would want to see him, but I think if you're an indie fan, Braun Strowman is everything you don't like. That makes him a great heel. <laughs> Except he's not in the ring. He's this, he's sitting there charging you a hundred dollars for his autograph. You're like, I don't want a fucking autograph from this guy. People, I think people would fork over a hundred bucks for Braun Strowman. Yeah, an autograph for a picture. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't see, but that's you. You're Everyone not. You're not. Uh, you didn't see yourself as the kid at uh, what's the kid's name? John Cone's son. Nicholas. What's his name? Flippy. Nicholas. Oh right, right. Nicholas. You didn't see yourself as Nicholas. No, I'm angry, Ms. Girl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> see, so that's that's not you're you're not the Braun Strowman market. Oh, he's making the face. See, you're missing, and then a jerking off motion. What? Yeah, that 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 didn't come out right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that didn't come out right. I gotta call my doctor. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> let's cut to the Bluetooth commercial right now. Uh, yeah, we need sponsors. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm wrapped up with WWE. You got anything there's else? Two, there's three things. I mean, one everyone knows this already, but SummerSlam, August 21st, Las Vegas, Allegiant Stadium, seventy-two thousand seating capacity, perhaps more if you include the floor. They haven't released the what the the what they're going to release as far as the tickets capacity is concerned, but I would assume it's going to be the full thing. Um, also, the performance center was broken into. It turns out it wasn't much. I, I don't know that anyone's been caught, or it might have been an inside job, but it, I don't know. I was expecting more of a story after this, but I haven't heard any follow up. But it wasn't me, boss. It wasn't me. <laughs> I guess it's news. And then there was a report that NWA solicited WWE to buy them and WWE declined, which was a very strange phraseology of it, but I believe it. And, you know, I, I did predict, and we reminded people of our predictions that NWA will be bought before the end of the year. And I stand by that even without this rumor, but it seems to me that they're looking to be bought. And listen, if you're right about this women's pay-per-view thing, Hey, maybe maybe they'll make themselves more marketable. I definitely think so. But really, WWE that would be good. I mean, to you know, to have some more titles with some prestige that that don't really require Roman or Smashley to lose a title. I think that'd be cool. Something else for Drew to do. I don't know. Scotsman against Drew. the Englishman. Oh, it'd be great. Nick Aldis versus Drew. Yeah. So that's the WWE stuff. Can I go off a little bit on something that's not on our agenda? Not that we really had a, a big pre-production talk, but sure. all right. So Showbuzz Daily is the website where everybody apparently was getting their ratings from because nobody apply, nobody pays for the Nielsen license. So everyone's like, "This ratings are a thing of the past. They're gone. But we're still getting the ratings. Just some are later than others. Some are the day after. But we're still getting them. So as it turns out, Meltzer has admitted that, that 
he has Nielsen. That's great. But they're no longer reporting ratings or they're only reporting what they want to report. And so he's been telling people, people saying, where are we going to get the ratings? He's like, subscribe to the newsletter. So he's using this as a money grab, which, by the way, isn't stupid. It's a smart business move, but it's sort of a dick move that he was giving this stuff away before. And Alvarez was and and they're pretending they're like Brian and Jason and the other people there, Semper Vivi and whatever. They don't have access to it. And, and that this is all Dave's call. And and I mean, it's, it's just shitty and smelly. And I'm surprised that this isn't more of a story because despite what people like to say, people are interested in the ratings and the viewership, or at least there's a segment of people who are. And, you know, again, I guess it's a smart business move that now he's got something that's of more value that only he has make money off it. But he was giving the shit away for free for years you know, and he only stops now that the news he wants is bad. <laughs> I mean, I guess you know why it's not bigger news is because, listen, a weasel it, acting like a weasel. Come yeah. on now, that's par for the course. I get it. I get it. All right. So, do you want me to do the ratings now, or do you want to talk about AEW, which we haven't talked much about? Yeah, let's talk about AEW. I think I've I've got two things of note that I want to talk about specifically. Um, AW still continues to struggle on Friday nights. Uh, they are losing ratings and losing ratings fast. Uh, this past Friday night, you had Andrade debut. A lot of people very critical about the fact that she, he debuted. Um, with Vicky Guerrero just announcing him and he comes out with no fanfare, no real music. And even it was like a lukewarm, lukewarm audience response. And no afterwards either. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, this is like the exploding barbed wire death match fizzle, except that at least had blowback. People are still talking about it. I am about how, I mean, this, this does, doesn't even have any, there's no buzz to it. And, and and frankly, I don't get it. I don't quite understand. I mean, is this the straw that, that broke the camel's back that, that, that the fans are like, shit, they really are just going to hire everyone the WWE tosses aside? Or shit, Jeff is right. Hangman Adam Page now is, is, has to wait again because he has to go over Miro, Christian, and now Andrade, too. And who's next? Probably Big Show and, and Mark Henry will do something. So them, too? Oh, is it going to be Matt Hardy? I mean, you know, who's next? So in, in by July 15th, when Samoa Joe's is, you know, and I, and I don't mean just Adam Page, but Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, Brian Cage, Darby Allen, pick whoever your homegrown favorite is, your jungle boy, whatever, that they're all going to have to wait for these other people to get their turn while, you know, while they face injuries and, and, uh, you know, contract expirations or old age or whatever it is, is 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 this what broke the camel's back, or was Vicky's screeching just so loud and and so obtrusive that people didn't know what was going on and couldn't recover from it, and by the time they realized he was talking and it just wasn't time to get loud, I it do, but that doesn't explain why there's so little buzz about it in the aftermath. I think there wasn't that many fans. I think this was recorded um, recorded the same night but earlier. So it was recorded like at Friday at 8 o'clock and aired three hours later, two hours later. 
And I want to say that you didn't see, if you watched the whole show, you didn't see AEW pan out to the audience very much. They had a very close up shot of the, the hard camera side fans elevated like on this, um, this stage and they were sitting there and it just looked very odd. It made Daly's place look a lot smaller. And you know how like usually they pan out to show you like everybody in the amphitheater. They didn't do that much. So it led me to believe that the place wasn't sold out. It wasn't packed. They had 1500 people. That's what they announced. But I, I, it on by watching the show, Jeff, it didn't look like 1500 people were there. It did. The, the place can hold like 5,000 people. I, I 100% believe there were 1,500 people there. It, it looked like less than 1,000. Including friends and family. Um, listen, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the number of people there because there were times when there were less than 1,000 and they made a whole lot more noise. Uh, I, I don't listen. I have been hearing for years how Andrade is this giant star and how he's money, and I've never thought he was. That's that said, he's a good wrestler, he's a good addition. I mean, yes, it's a bloated crowd of roster, but that's never seemed to bother that fandom before. I don't know why it would start now. Um, I mean, it's not like he's old. It's not like he's 47 years old. He's young. He's in his prime. He's got a look. He's cool. Um, you know, he's dating a flair. Uh, you know, his his best friend is Roosh. I mean, you know, so he's got ties to everything. He's been mm-hmm. a bit work with AAA as well. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know... I, I can't explain what it was, but all I can say is that this was a fizzle and it's generated nothing. I mean, there isn't even that much conversation about how little a fizzle it was afterwards. That's how much of a fizzle it, it has been. There's more people talking about Phoenix's injury than this. There's more people talking about Jungle Boy's title match, which everyone knows he's not going to win and get, gets moved back uh, a week to be back on regular Dynamite time. Um, as was these these Friday and Saturday night debacles. I mean, by the way, I don't think we said the number. They did four hundred and sixty-two thousand, which was about a hundred thousand less than the week before. So it's week two in the same time slot, not week one, and no big playoff games, no Memorial Day traffic, no excuses. It's it's just bad. And by the way, for people who don't track the other shows, luckily enough, we do. It's not just dynamite. Dark this week, two twenty. Two weeks ago, 269 through present. Three weeks ago, 311 through present. That's low. That's about 100,000 low. Elevation this week, 252. Uh, nine days from nine days ago or 10 days ago, 395. Not terrible, but from three weeks ago or t- two weeks and five days or whatever, 365,000. That's low. I mean, that that's that's about 100,000 or more less than, than what they've been tracking. So... All of the shows are, are dropping by six figures over where they were a month ago or, you know, six weeks ago. Double or Nothing was reported to be bought at 115000 Until somebody formally reports it, I don't believe it because I remember Meltzer and Cruz saying, it's estimated it was one hundred and forty or 150000 Then when the buys came out, it was like 103000 And then when they reported things that were like, oh, over 100000 it turned out that it was like 83000 So I'm guessing this 115000 by the time it all comes out, you know, probably 95000 90000 probably respectable. But, you know, I, I don't know why they're obsessed with lying about this stuff. Uh, and if they're not, it's a shame because 
I'm not invested in assuming that they're lying. It's just they do it so much. I, I've been trained to assume that. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's it's bad. By the way, the, the Phoenix injury shouldn't be glossed over. That That's six to eight weeks. It's a groin injury. So, yes, he's injured to go. Oh, the other thing about Andrade, um, it was revealed that in his contract, he, the, the negotiations were stalled, that he wanted complete creative control, and they agreed to give him limited creative control. Now, I think that it, it, you know, two things popped up. One, one was, well, what could go wrong now? Oh yeah, WCW and TNA. Then the other thing that came came up is, I am willing to bet that limited creative control didn't have a long list of what is contained in limited creative control, and I bet that there's disagreements as to where exactly limited creative control and his creative control and Booker's creative control. Meets and I, and I feel that there's going to be problems with that rubber meets the road sooner rather than later. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. But I think, as I can I can speak for myself as as a Latino fan of wrestling, when he said I am the face of Latino wrestling, I buy it, and he is. He's probably the most serious contender now. Two years ago, I would have said Pentagon, but AW has trashed him and he's garbage now. Not garbage. Cody but. is your number one Latino star in AW. <laughs> he is. He, unfortunately, he is. Um, and so for him to say that he's got creative control and that he's, you know, at least going to be a major player. I honestly don't buy that. He's an impact guy. I think he's there to push them the, the triple a match. And then after the triple a match, he's gone. I don't think he's there. No. I think he's there. I think he's all elite. Like Kenta was all elite. Like, um, who is this other guy from Leo Rush? Like, oh, Yugi, like Yugi Nagata. Yugi Nagata was is, is all elite. He Andrade is all elite. Like they're all elite. I think it's nonsense. I think I don't I think, think it's no, just no. He, the he eh, We'll see. I, I mean, you're right. We 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 haven't seen the contract, but I, I think he I think he's more all elite, and he's probably allowed to work for AAA and you know maybe a couple of other promotions as well. Yeah. Maybe no, maybe I, he does have a contract for three months. Well, that's true. Ring of Honor does that. I mean, it's possible. Um, takes three months to negotiate a three-month contract. That's weird. But, hey, AEW is a, a strange company, which is not all bad. Um, I don't know. Time will tell. But um, like everything, like like everything they do, whether it's good or bad, it's always interesting. Maybe for and the wrong I reasons. Bet, <laughs> you, know, you know, I want to pick your brain on this uh, since you are a lawyer. What do you think of the idea of this room, this, this news coming about that Andrade was in negotiations all during his no compete clause. He didn't have, oh, a no, no, he, he didn't have a no compete clause, right? Mm -hmm. Good, good for you. Guys. Good for you. You're doing so well before you were misusing commanding. Now look at you remembering like legal stuff and things. See, if Andrade was in a tag team with, let's say Pentagon, I would know which one is which. You are getting smarter all the time. Thank you. Mm -hmm. See, we, we, we contend that this podcast will make you smarter.
And we're starting with you. Absolutely. Um, the next thing, let's talk about smart or not so smart. Evil Junior. Evil Junior has been pulled, for those of you not aware that I like to call, uh, what's this guy's name? What's his real name? I think the it's kid. Brody Lee Jr. Brody Lee Jr. There you go. I like to call him Evil Jr., but what do they call him? Negative one. Yes. On this, show, I like to, one. on this show, I like to call him Evil Jr. So, because <laughs> he reminds me, it's Evil Uno, there's, he's in a mask. Oh, Junior's in a mask too. Evil Junior. Evil Junior has been taken off of AWTV by his mom because Evil Junior has his grade slipping. What are your thoughts on Evil Junior being pulled off a of TV because he's struggling in school? You know, this is something where we've sort of had an unpopular opinion from, from the beginning that this actually is not good for a kid, not for a 10-year-old. And everyone's treated like, oh, well, he lost his dad and he, the emotional support. And they're like his, his fathers and, you know, this is his family and it's making him happy. And it is, but... Uh, it, and none it, of those fathers are helping him with his math homework. Well, it's not that. It's just that when you when you're ten, and you start to think that you're on TV and you're a TV star. I mean, lots of childhood stars had problems. Now he's obviously not a childhood star, but it doesn't take long for a ten year old to be confused about what's normal and real and what's not. And so when he's been indulged like this. Of course, he's going to think that school is not important. He got a contract. He has a contract. He has a job waiting for him. So his body's like, I don't need to go to school. I already have a contract. I mean, if you're LeBron James in middle school, did you care? Because the NBA was already scouting you. So, I mean, of course, you didn't go to college. You went straight to the NBA. And you only waited for, for 18 because that was the law. Then you couldn't be, you know, younger than 18 or 17 or whatever it was to, to be drafted. So, uh, I mean, oh, that was the NBA rules. So, of course, this is going to happen. Of course, he's going to slack. Of course, school is not going to be his priority because when you're a kid, nothing is your – school is always your last priority. Video games are your priority. Your friends, comic books, whatever. You're on a TV show and all your friends are superheroes? Of course, that's your priority. It's not the kid's fault. And and I, under, I understand why this all happened, but to say that this was predictable – is, is an understatement because it was predicted. But when you predict it, everyone says, what kind of a piece of shit do you have to be to, to talk to a kid who lost his father that way or about a kid who lost his father that way? No, he's still a human being, and human beings shouldn't be coddled. Human beings have to, you know, people experience loss. Everyone has loss, and he had a terrible loss at a young age. He's not the only one, though, and it's not good for a kid to be coddled like that and, and not – Anyone who has some sort of loss will always tell you they just want to be treated normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just think it's funny that he got pulled for <laughs> his grades. Okay. Well, listen. When when do you think that they pull, uh, what's this guy, Monkey Boy? Or, <laughs> when, do they pull, when do they pull Monkey Boy for his slipping grades? Or uh, Marco Stunt? Um are you talking about monkeys? Uh, oh my god! Are you talking about Marco Stunt or Jungle Boy? Both of them. Because as soon as Jungle Boy's hairline starts to resemble his father's, I mean, he's done. You know, he's either getting hair plugs or he's done. Marco Stunt. I mean, is anyone sure that he hasn't been replaced with an actual monkey? 
<laughs> and Darby too. What's what's Darby's grades? <laughs> Pretty Check sure. them all for grades. Check them okay. all. I, Let's I go, will. Tony. Pu- start pulling report cards, like, 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 uh, on all of them. I'm pretty sure that Sting is running a religious parochial school there, and they're all doing fine. <laughs> That's like the opposite of what I booked a couple, several shows ago. What did he book? To, remember where, where I said he should uh, inhabit the soul of Evil Junior, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like in Child's Play. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, listen. If you believe that the church has been infiltrated and it's actually the Antichrist, which is leading all religions now, then in some way it does. It would reflect it innocently, with without without malice by the uh, teacher or student. Yeah. We just lost all the audience. They're they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I love that. Like like wrestling fans have a problem with. Shayna Baszler um, putting over a puppet or being scared of a puppet, but yet in the same wrestling reality, I'm supposed to believe that a guy that sticks his hands in his pockets is going to beat a world champion. Like that's where like they draw the line of distinction. It's, It's just absurd to me. I don't know what to tell you. Um, Everybody has different lines in wrestling. Um, The most consistent person I know is me, and even I have exceptions. What else do we have for May, W? Because really, like, the bull rope match, we can talk about Dustin. Should he have really gone over? Probably not. No, of course he shouldn't have gone over, but of course he had to go over. I mean, no. This this show, I I, I remember so little from this show. Uh, except for Andrade being a fizzle. Um, and we have the six man next week with, um, uh, you know, Brandon Cutler in it. So, you know, who's eating the pin there. I mean, so why even announce the match? I mean, they couldn't find Enders. They couldn't find some other goons to be the third or, you know, at least machine gun Carl Anderson. Are they no longer available? Are they too busy with impact? They're too busy. They're too busy with impact. Do you think, uh, speaking of impact, Kenny Omega and, uh, AW apparently are doing a show this Sunday or Saturday from Daly's place where Omega is going to put up the TNA title, Impact title against Moose. What do you think of this, Jeff? Is Moose going to beat Kenny Omega? Uh, I mean, he should. I, he should, but no, I don't think he would. You know, first of all, there's been no report about Moose's contract status except a couple months ago when they reported he signed a new contract, then it was denied, but who knows? Um, if Moose was going to win, I don't think it would be at Daly's place. So I'm thinking no. Uh, so I guess they're going to ride or die with this Kenny being the belt collector thing for as long as they can. I don't know. I mean, the, the lack of promotion, I think, tells you about all you really need to know about it, uh, how important it is. I don't know. This, this whole thing with Impact, it, it's just weird, man. I mean, the fact that we haven't gotten ratings in, it's over a month now that we haven't gotten viewership numbers. And the last numbers were 111,000. This is this is absurd. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy. I don't know what I, but, you know. Do you I, think I thought, that they, do you, hmm? do you think that they could be pulling in less than 100,000? 
Yeah, I, I think it's likely that they're pulling less than 100,000. And that's why it's not being reported? Yes, absolutely. I, I think it keeps going down. Wow. Yeah. I mean, when Impact fans realize that Impact treats Impact like a second-class promotion, they're turned off. It, it's it's tough when when you when you realize your parents are getting divorced and they never loved each other. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a couple of quick bits. Other things, SmackDown also didn't do great in the ratings. They went up seventeen thousand, but to one point seven nine two. Uh, Raw improved. You know, I guess you could say by a lot, but still trending up. 1.64. Yeah, trending up. 1.64. Um, some other tidbits out there. Chris Jericho's New Japan contract has expired. Shingo Takaji is the new IWGP heavyweight champion. Vice is doing a documentary on China. It is uh, not related to uh, the dark side of the ring stuff. It's completely separate. Tracy Hot Sauce Williams, who's one half of the tag team champions in Ring of Honor, was hit by a car while walking his dog. A car ran the red light. The dog was not hurt or injured, but Tracy Williams was in the hospital. Hopefully he's making a full recovery. Um, of course, they're defending their championships on TV today, so swell. Uh, not that anyone thought it was live, but, you know, you can't even pretend it is now. Um, and in some legal news... Independent Wrestling TV, or what some of you might know, IWTV, which some people know because there's an IWTV title out there, which is sort of recognized as the sort of the champion of the indies, um, is suing Game Changer Wrestling, which is GCW. That's a promotion Joey Janela is either an owner, a booker in, or, or a little bit of both. Uh, and they're suing them for $500,000 over GCW not using them to as the platform for three pay-per-views now do i think that game changer wrestling ever nets five hundred thousand dollars for anyone as a result of pay-per-views no but this will be an interesting suit to see how it plays out first to see hey maybe just wrong maybe they do routinely make one hundred and sixty-four thousand dollars uh profit for the platform and themselves per pay-per-view i'd be a monkey's uncle but okay maybe i am I mean, you know, evolution, all that. But it'll be interesting to see what kind of numbers there are, how, what, you know, you know, all of that stuff will be public record at some point. This is a local case in, in Pennsylvania courts. So it's a state court. Um, but hopefully we'll be able to follow up on that or we'll find somebody who's involved representing one of the parties or otherwise. But we are going to track that. And I, I think that that was very interesting. And Everybody knows I'm not a big fan of Janela, so bad news for yep. Janela tends to be good news for me. Does Joey Janela have any fans left? I, well, I don't know. I mean, you got to respect that he, he he dated Penelope Ford and Brandy Lauren, but um, but but not, but he doesn't have them any, anymore. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. But he 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 still he still walked those paths. He still walked. The, he still rode those roads. Um. <laughs> game's got to respect some game. Does he have any fans left? I'm sure he's got some, but not many. I mean, listen, I hear he's actually well-liked by other wrestlers, that he's fair to them and he keeps his word on, you know, if he's going to pay them, he pays them, things like that. As far as, I mean, I, but I but I think otherwise he's a shit. You can be good in some areas and shitty in others. Um, 
Any other news? Not that I know. Maybe you know some. Nope. I think we talked about it all. I think we covered it all. I want to just um, shout out uh, our new um, our new sponsor. Yeah. Kumon. Cool. Uh, Evil Junior is using Kumon for uh, to get his grades up after school. So if you need your Sylvan Learning, <laughs> also Sylvan Learning Center. If you need to get your grades up after school, so that way you can get back onto TV, please call Sylvan Learning Center at Klondike 5. Listen, it's not his fault. They told him negative one was a good grade. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I think that we're not going to get better than that, Joe. We're just going to end there. Guys, thank you for listening to the Hammerlock Hangover. You guys have uh, been in for a doozy. I think, you know, I'm impressed that we pulled two hours uh, on the show with not really talking about not, not a lot of nothing, not a lot of anything, really. Like, it was just, again, a potpourri. We had a pay-per-view. There were a lot of, there were, there's always a lot of stuff. I think we should stop saying there's a lot of stuff. But we had a retirement. We had a debut. Uh, you know, we, we had we two had retirements. A, we have a, yeah, we've got a takeover. We still have the aftermath of the release. We have a lot of things to speculate and ponder on which always can lead to conversation. But yeah, no, listen, it's good. I, you know, I, I hope people enjoy our musings. I've heard that they enjoy our musings maybe more than our facts. Oh, very good. Yeah, we've got a lot of- I heard that from of... you. <laughs> oh, you hear that from me? Oh, then I must- Well, you're the one that's in charge of social media. Nobody talks to me. I am. They they tell me all the time. Although we 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 probably lost the Chilean audience because you buried one of the Chilean wrestlers earlier. Well, then we can do a spoiler because Chilean sea bass is not from Chile, nor is it a bass. And also, we, we probably lost all negative one listeners because they're probably going to be like, there they go criticizing parenting again, which we absolutely did not do. It's just more like, Whatever. Just, 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 let's just, we are two pieces of shit human beings. <laughs> I guarantee you that 94% of the people who, who make that criticism don't have kids. So they don't understand. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. Let's just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Have fun. Send your hate mail to hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. And Maybe we'll respond with an eggplant emoji. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeff, anything, anything else to, to, to respond to or to say or to plug? Uh, yeah, NWA has declined an offer of Hammerlock Hangover for us to buy NWA. Oh, no. For oh. negative $1. Negative. We were going to buy all with our 50 Dogecoin. To the moon! <laughs> there you go. Waited two hours for that. Stay evil, my friends. All right. Have a good one, guys. Stay safe.